Thanks for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Mitch's heart for Highfields youth is that they have a growing relationship with Jesus. Jana's heart for the kids and kids ministry right now is they have a growing relationship with Jesus. It doesn't stop, right? It doesn't stop. We want to keep moving and growing more in who God has called us to be. And that is our heart for you. And so my heart, even for you, is that you find Jesus for yourself, right? That it's not a religion of your family or tradition, but at some point you go, Man, I know Jesus Christ. I know who He has called me. I know who He wants me to be. I know what He has said over my life. And I am following Him above all. Right? We've got to discover God for ourselves, because especially in this battle that we face in society today, if we don't know where Jesus is, if we don't know where He stands, then how can we compete if we don't know Him ourselves? Come on, that is the solid foundation that we need to stand on. So the challenge today is as we say we follow Jesus, because maybe you're on this journey of discovering who God is, or or going, oh, okay, how do I give my life, or how how does this work, how much of my life is this, whatever your your tension and struggle is at the moment, the challenge is, right, in the face of everything we see and hear today, oh, sorry, not today, but everything we, we hear and see just in everyday life, is you've got to ask yourself, what do I believe, right, what is truth? Right? It's not just a matter of, oh, well, I'll believe this today and then oh, we'll see how it goes. But at some point we go, no, what do I believe? Do I believe in Jesus Christ? Do I believe he died for my sins? Do I believe the Holy Spirit is with me everywhere I go? Do I believe he loves all of creation? Uh, we, you've got to have it for yourself, church. Because if you don't, then, again, we look at the world today where what is acceptable today is, is not acceptable tomorrow and not acceptable tomorrow. And either we choose to go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the shifting sands or at some point, at some point, there's always going to be something you go, well, I've just got to stand where I stand. I've got to stand on truth. I've got to stand with what I believe. Right? The old saying goes, if you can't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Exactly. And even beyond that, Jesus doesn't just want us to stand up. He wants us to stand out. Look at his command in Matthew 5. It's him talking to his followers, which we are all today. He says, you are the light of the world, town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Right? Well, you don't light a lamp, put it under a bowl. Right? You, don't, you put it on a stand, gives light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, let your light shine before others. Right? They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, when a light is shining, it exposes the darkness. And that's what Jesus did when he was here on earth. Right? He exposed darkness. He exposed corruption. He exposed the things that were of the world but were not from him. Jesus was pretty clear on that. And that is the example for us to do today, right? It's not just, well, Jesus did it and we'll cheer him on from the sidelines. But no, there is a very clear command from Jesus and from God that, hey, that is your job now too. In Hebrew 4, I love this where it says, we do not have a high priest, talking about Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. So we're facing challenges with identity. We go, well, Jesus dealt with that. I can find hope in that. 
right, as, as we're facing the challenges and questions around sexual immorality, we can go, Jesus dealt with that. He talked about those things. He experienced it as well, right? Being unpopular, being cast aside, being rejected. Well, Jesus dealt with that as well. We have a high priest who was in all points tempted. Great. So Jesus, thank you for your example. Help me follow that example now. And really in saying all that, where I'm trying to get, this is sort of just the, the setup at the moment, but the idea is that if Jesus has been there, right, if Jesus has dealt with that topic, if Jesus has dealt with that cultural issue, if Jesus has dealt with that, what we'll call it demonic influence over the world, right, if Jesus has dealt with those things, then it, it's sort of good like, we can actually take a breath, guys. We can sort of let our guards down a bit, we can relax a bit, because the question no longer is, where do I stand? Right? I don't need to develop my thesis, and I don't need to you know, do a, a PhD, and I don't need to have my back pocket, here's my, you know, my folder of my points to bring out as to why I believe X, Y, and Z. But the, the thing is that the worry is no longer where do I stand, but it's where does Jesus stand, and am I still behind him? Because if Jesus has experienced these things, dealt with these things, addressed these things, yeah, it's not about, well, I need to figure out my position, it's simply just, well, I know what Jesus' position is, Am I still behind him? Am I standing behind Jesus? This is something I was challenged with at the start of the year. Uh, as uh, I've never really been a person to go, God, what's my word for the year? Right? I, I've just, I mean, I've just go, God, I'll follow you. Yep, we'll keep leading people to Jesus. That always sounds good. But I felt this year as, as again, leading the youth ministry, I, I lead our leadership development program at church, and, and just my heart for, for everything that we're doing, all the people, so for you and Middle Ridge that we're leading, I, I felt God really highlight a verse to me. And when Jesus highlights a verse such as John 666, you really listen. You're like, oh, is that, are you allowed to do that, God? <laughs> but this is a verse that I, I believe speaks to the heart that we as Christians, that, that we as followers of Jesus should be following. And it, it, I don't know, it hit me in the face, and I think it's important because it's a, a point that we all face as we're growing deeper in Christ. And it's just this simple illustration, the simple moment when Jesus was teaching to the crowd, when he was talking to a bunch a follower, they're going, what's this Jesus guy got to say? All right, and we listened. And John 6, 60 is how it starts. So after he's preaching, many of the disciples who were following him right, said, this is hard teaching. Who can accept it? Now, where his disciples were grumbling, and this wasn't just the 12, like, this is all the followers. And a big crowd had walked off at this point. As the crowd had walked off going, this is too hard. Actually, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I don't agree with that. As crowds of people walked away from what Jesus was saying, from what Jesus has offered them, he, he turns to his disciples, you can see there. He says, does this offend you? He goes on further to say in verse 666, <laughs> is that many of the disciples turned away, deserted, and then Jesus turned to the twelve, said, are you also going to leave? You also going to leave? Love this, Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom else would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. Other translations say, where else would I go for eternal life? Where else is eternal life? Come on, church, I, I think that is the heart we need to have towards Jesus, whereas, God, I, it, it's tough, right? The world is going this way. Everyone's going this way. And you're standing here. And at some point in our life, we're going to face some disagreement. We're going to face some cultural issue, some truth in our heart that as we're becoming more like Christ, eventually he's going to bring up that thing that we really hope he doesn't bring up going to turn around and say, what about you? Are you going to? And but I hope, I pray we all have that heart. Where else would I go? Why would I go anywhere else? This is eternal life. 
this is power, this is, is joy, this is peace from heaven. Man, I, I know that um, as a church we've been praying for a family, the Truscotts, as their baby has been in and out of hospital. And come on, in those moments, is it not true to go, where else is the power for eternal life? I don't care what it makes me look like. I don't care what other people say, but, well, Jesus, I will stand behind you because there is the power to, to see the dead come alive, to see the, the sick healed. Come on, to see the lost saved. Where else would I go for eternal life? Come on, so no matter what happens, I, I pray we have that heart that when the rest of the world is dark, that we don't switch our light off because it's everyone else has. Right? But if we take that command of Jesus seriously, going, no, I'm keeping this on because people need to see now, this whole idea of, and I guess what, what I want to be talking about today, is not about how to defend your truth, right? Because this could very easily turn into a, you know, grab your pitchforks, guys, grab your torches, right? We're going to flame Aunt Glenda on Facebook today. And no, it's not about that, right? It's not about that. I, I don't think we need to look into this idea of how do we d- defend the truth, because yeah, eventually, some point you get there. But before we get to how do we get the truth out there, this is where we look to, again, this, this call of Jesus going, well, what about you? Where are you going? We've got to get the truth in here. We've got to make sure I know where I stand. We've got to make sure I know of, well, I know where Jesus is standing and am I standing behind him? That's where we need to know is where he stands. Come on, what he believes about humanity, what he believes about life, what he believes about values and standards, right? This is not about, well, this is what Pastor Ben says I should believe. This is what Pastor Murray and Kaz says I should believe. This is what Jana teaches in kids' church that the kids should believe. No, this is, a, this is what Jesus teaches. And then the idea for us is going, well, am I behind that? Am I standing around that, right? So we know that as Jesus, the Bible tells us, God created man and woman. That is in the Bible, right? We believe that all life is sacred. Jesus teaches that. No matter how dark the situation that a life may have been created on earth, it is still a soul from heaven, right? We see the Bible teaches Jesus is the only way to salvation in heaven. Right? We see that nothing is just physical. There is a spiritual life and battle that we live. And as the crowd, as the world, as the people around us are going one way, come on, we go just like the disciples. We're asked that question. But Jesus is going, are you going with them? So where are we going, church? Where are we going? And, you know, I, I, I just want to say that, because again, we are all growing closer to Jesus. We all very much are far off as well. Don't worry, if you're sitting there going, oh man, I'm not perfect like everyone else in this church, and oh, they don't know the sins I'm going through. You don't know the sins we're going through. Come on, we are all in the same boat. And if you feel that some of these things, are, oh, but I don't agree with that, or I don't know, hey, this is not a, you better get in line. This is just a, Jesus is willing to walk alongside you and help you, and he, he has a better life for you to live. This is for everyone. Jesus has a better standard for you. He will always have a better standard. You can be killing it, three kids, their house in Highfields is going great. Jesus still has a better standard. The business can be booming. Jesus still has better for you. You can be at peace in your soul. Jesus still has better for you. No matter where you feel, come on, we are still a long way off from Christ. And the idea of the church is we are all growing closer together, bringing people along the way as well. And so all of this, it, it honestly would be a disservice to not talk about this. I thought, I, I, I've questioned a few times, oh, geez, like, I don't even know the Highfields Church, I don't know them personally, do I come out? And it, it honestly would be a disservice, right? It would be easy not to, but at some point, again, you're going to face that thing where God says, did you follow me when I called? So we've got to go into uncharted territory. We've got to go where maybe we get a little bit uncomfortable, but man, what God always has on the other side of a trial, on uncomfortableness, on all of those things, come on, is so much 
greater church. So that is where we are going today. So I'm saying all of this is we're facing people that are going this way, people that are going this way, and where we're trying to go, where is God standing? Let, let's address the elephant in the room, right? The three words, right, that are probably tattooed on someone's arm here today, is God is love, right? We go, but God is love, right? No, I, I shouldn't c- condemn people. Or I don't want to disagree because God is love. What about that other one, two, three? Yeah, five letters, five words. There we go. Just checking I had it right. Right? Jesus says, love your enemies. Well, how does that work? When the world's going this way, how do I love them? But I'm standing behind Jesus. And like I said, it's, it sort of is you're either on this side, which is, hey, everything's, everything's amazing. Woohoo. To, man, you are the devil. You hate everything. How does that work when I'm meant to love my enemies and God is love and, oh, this, and God's over there and, oh, this is a bit tricky. What I want to do today is I want to show you that by accepting every viewpoint and validating beliefs that are opposed to God, is actually hurting the very people that you are trying to love and that you were called to love, right? When you aren't standing on truth, when you aren't anchored to something, what's the point, right? Like I've got this picture of a, a life ring. You guys know those things, you know, the boats, you put the life ring on, jump in the water, right? What's the point if I put a life ring on and I jump in, Murray's drowning, I go, hey, Murray, this is great, we're all swimming around, and you grab onto me, but we just keep drifting, I didn't tie myself to a ship. I didn't tie myself to an anchor. I'm just, I'm just swimming with you. Sweet. We're both going to drown. Right? What's the point of that? We need to be tied to something. If someone jumps overboard, we've got to jump in, but we need to be attached to something, to the anchor. And again, well, thankfully, God talks about this. It's in the Bible, Hebrews 4.15. Again, oh, sorry, that's the wrong one, but it's still the same thing. Is that while Jesus felt these temptations of to fit in, to be led by emotions, to not offend, he knew that well, I know what they need, right? I know what is going wrong. I'm aware of the situation I'm jumping into, so I'm going to tie to the truth. I'm going to tr- tie to the word. I'm going to try to the thing that will save them, jump in, and I'm bringing them back. Because he looked at people and he knew what to do. He knew what was true and he knew what was not, right? Mark 2, what did Jesus say? Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. He addressed it. He didn't say everyone is healthy and fantastic, we're fit and strong and you're beautiful, come on. No, no, he, he addressed there is healthy people, there are sick people, right? I haven't, haven't come to call those who think they are righteous, right? Just because you've got a life ring on doesn't mean you're attached to anything. But those who know they are sinners. Jesus could see the dark and his heart went out for them going, you need the light. And this is the point of if you want to remember anything today, not the funny stories, they're not that funny. This is the good truth that I need you to remember. Is you cannot help other people if you do not think they need help. We can't help people. You won't help people if you don't think they need help. Come on, as a society, we have fallen for the lie that as followers followers of Jesus, we should have empathy for people. Now, I know this might hit a little bit hard, but I believe Jesus never showed empathy for people, I don't believe empathy is a characteristic of God, especially how the world today portrays empathy. Right? We look at what the enemy can do and we know that the, the devil cannot create, he only imitates. And I believe this is one of those examples. The truth we cling to is God is compassionate. Jesus was compassionate. And we go, well, I need to be that. Empathy is the distortion of compassion. Now, let, let me give you an example that hopefully will make this a bit clearer. 
the Good Samaritan, right? This is a parable of, of Jesus's that we're, we're all hopefully familiar with, and if not, we're going to go through it. But in Luke 10, Jesus starts the story. You know, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes and beat him up, leaving him half dead beside the road. Now, if we were to continue with empathy, if that was the point of Jesus's story, let's have a look at how the story would go. Empathy translation. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt empathy for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan sat down with him and made him feel comfy. It's okay to be bruised and naked. I love you for it. Now, I don't... Well, you, yeah, you guys... Because it's funny, because it's not what happened, is it? Right? Compassion. This is what Jesus taught. Then a despised Samaritan came along. When he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds, bandaged them, Put, his man, oh, put him on a donkey, took him to an inn where he took care of him. Come on, when, when someone falls in a ditch, empathy says, let me come in the ditch with you and make the ditch a nice home. Compassion says, let me pull you out of the ditch and get you home, get you help, get you healthy, get you strong. That is the difference. Compassion says, let me get you out. Come on, again, we see, we see this all through Jesus's Examples. That's what I mean by I, I don't believe that Jesus was empathetic in that sense because that's half the story. There always needs to be that follow-through. Come on, when Jesus encountered the woman at the well who was stuck in a cycle of abusive relationships, he didn't affirm and say, you'll be okay, girl, you got this. No, he says he felt compassion, led her to a relationship that will fulfill her, led her to that water that will never run dry. Come on. When Jesus came across the prostitute or when she came across him was thrown at his feet by all those people, on, he didn't have empathy, say, you do you. No, no, he banished the other sinners and then said, you're forgiven, go and sin no more. Come on, when he came across the sick uh, and the injured, he didn't say, oh, well, 23.8% of you are, are lepers, so therefore, well, it's all good, we'll make it a holiday. No, he says, be healed in Jesus' name. There is authority in the power of God. And again, if we don't think they're sick, we'll never offer help. Come on, he did not affirm the demonic. He cast them out and brought freedom. Church, what is the point of having the Spirit of God within us? A relationship with the Father. Come on, we sung it all morning. Right? The power within us through the Holy Spirit to see the blind see, to, to see the sick healed, to see the dead raised. What is the point of all that if we're never going to use it? Come on, the devil has pulled the greatest con in the world because he couldn't stop the light. So he just convinced everyone that the dark is light. And, oh, why is your torch on? This is embarrassing. Turn it off. Now, we're all fine. We can see. We've adapted to the dark. We had our characters as kids. This is great. Turn your light off. Oh, this is awkward. The greatest con we've fallen for of going, oh, I, better, I don't need to shine my light. Oh, I don't need to be a light for Jesus. Oh, no, it's all good. They're figuring it out. Like, come on, church. This is very simple in the sense of, are you praying for the lost? Are you praying for the people that are hurting? Because again, if you think they're fine, you're never going to pray for them, Right? I'm not praying for Josiah if he's just chilling. Like, if he says, I've got a cold, oh, great, I'll pray for him. Great, there's something there. Right, but if I go, oh, no, he's fine, he's healthy, he's great, and he's dying in bed. Come on, I'm sure he wants the prayer. Come on, we, we, we can't just ignore it. Come on, do you feel compassion for the people around you? As we look out to high fields, the spiritual and the, the social structure, do we look at that and go, man, they need Jesus? Do we have that moment of going, oh, my gosh, my... My, my child needs Jesus. Oh my goodness, the, the schools around our area, they need Jesus. 
oh man, am I hearing the story from my work friends and the divorce they're going through and these terrible things, these family issues and lawsuits and all. They need Jesus. Come on, we can provide as many great programs, as many great people and as many great encouragements, but come on, there is only one name that saves. There is only one name that heals. It is the name above all names. And you have been empowered with that. You have been imbued with that. Jesus never said, find your seat in church and stay comfy and it's great. It's go out to the world and proclaim the gospel. Come on, church, where is your world? Where have you been called? Is it your workplace? Is it your friends, your family, your school, your university? I don't know what it is. You do. And look at the people that God has given you. Come on, we could look at the parable of the talents, right? What happened to the person that ignored the, the, what he was given? He was cast out, thrown aside. Because this is a responsibility by God. I've, I've, I've preached this the last few weeks because it stuck with me. I think we forget. God has given you the most important resource in His kingdom. Right? We sometimes look at being followers of Jesus that He's given us the job of, of sweeping the floors and washing the dishes. But we forget when He said, go out into all the world and create disciples and, and preach the gospel. He is entrusting you. He is entrusting us see souls saved. These souls find Jesus. Souls, humanity, creation, the thing he values and loves the most, the thing he sent his son to die for. That is a big thing. He is not just giving you some menial work experience task, a little internship. This is the real deal. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why he says you will be imbued with power on high. Because yeah, it is going to be tough on your own. Yeah, it is tough on your own to stand behind Jesus when the world is going away. But again, who are you standing behind? Jesus. So we just stand behind Him. We don't need to stand on anything else but Him. Come on, our world is crying out for truth and power. We have the power to save. We know who is the way. We know who is the truth. We know who brings life. It is Jesus. Come on, be moved, church. Be moved by compassion, not empathy. Not just going, oh dear, oh, it's so sad for them. I want to go, man, I need to pray for them. That is the, let's start their church. To pray for our world, to pray for the hurting, to pray for the sick. To identify them as the sick, to identify them. Not, you know, to go to their face and be like, hey, you, you are sick, man. No, but just, just go, man, I'm praying for you, man. Because I know that Jesus has a better standard. Again, no matter where they may fall, you might feel they're all the way over here. But don't forget, compared to God, compared to Jesus, we are all over here. Only through Jesus are we saved. But come on, He's given us that power. Come on, Hebrews 6.19. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Church, it is. It is. It is hope. It is trustworthy. Come on, you can jump in and go, I am not going to let you keep screaming and watching from the deck as people are drowning in the ocean. I am jumping in and I will bring as many people with me as I can. Come on, because we, we are tied to a truth that cannot move. And when the world is screaming at you to untie, come on, untie from that, untie from that old truth, untie from that, oh, I don't know about that, oh, that's a bit dicey. Come on, stay firm, stand strong. No, 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 no. I know where I'm bringing you to. And I know it is greater. And I know you need it. I know the world needs it. Come on, so the fact that you can stand on it, then my mind will not be changed. I don't care what's going on around me. I know where Jesus stands, and I'm firmly grabbing onto Him, saying, Jesus, help me. Jesus, keep me strong. 
Come on, so church, do you know where Jesus stands? Do you know where he stands on these things? Why, he's given us the Bible. We can read them, we can find it. Have a look, figure out, be at that point of humility. Just go, Jesus, I'm ready, I'm committed to stand where you stand, and that, might, that means I will. Maybe let's all start from that position. I will have to move. I will realize, oh, actually, I've been standing over here and you're over there. Oh, like I didn't realize. Oh, Holy Spirit, Jesus, help me. And this thing, he does help. Remember, he has compassion. He's not standing over here going, geez, you better better read up, better, better, better change, better learn. That's compassion. Man, come on, let me help you. Let me teach you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm going to carry the weight. Let me help you. Inward transformation, church. He's willing to say, I will walk the journey with you. Are we willing to look to the people around us, go, I will walk the journey with you as well? Or will we watch people suffer and just empathize? Come on, I think it's time we shake the gates of hell with compassion. Come on, because I don't want to see my family members go to hell. I don't want to see my friends go to hell. Come on, I know they need Jesus. I want them also to thrive now in life. I'm sick of... The, the stats of what I think around 50% of young people are diagnosed with a mental illness. Wherever you look at that, something's wrong, right? Something's wrong. Come on. People need Jesus. The world needs truth. You are called to be a life. Come on, you are that life. Holy Spirit is inside. Church, can I pray for you? Let me take a moment. Let's. let's step into his presence God I thank you so much that Lord right now even as a a church as as people as individuals we just take a moment to thank you for your compassion Lord I once was lost I now am found I once was that drowning person thrashing about in the ocean but I'm so thankful that you dove in you rescued me you saved me Lord while I was yet a sinner while I was the chief of sinners on, you saw me and on that cross you thought of me you died for me Lord I thank you you never abandoned me you never forsaken me I, I'll never walk alone because of you God but we thank you for that and right now we Lord, I, I pray that as a church as a community we, we look out to our city we look out to Highfields Morangandam the further regions God I pray you give us eyes to see Lord no longer do we just glass over things and go oh, she'll be right now, come on, we'll go, people need to know. There are people who are drowning and they need Jesus. They need the answer and the hope of God is within me. The Holy Spirit, give us eyes to see. Help us to start praying for the lost. Start winning this battle. Come on, no, the battle of flesh and blood. And we know what we're facing. We know the spiritual stuff that's out there. So God, we pray and command in the name of Jesus. Come on, for people to find salvation. We pray and command in the name of Jesus the sick are healed that the mentally ill are healed. Come on, those struggling with identity, find their identity in Christ as a son and daughter. Holy Spirit, right now, I feel you're stirring up names in people's minds. You're, you're highlighting, showing them, come on, I know you're a great fan, but you've got to pray for them. They need Jesus. God, I thank you for the example, Lord, that you are, that we know that as long as we stand behind you, we are on a strong foundation and that we are bringing them back towards you. You know, just while our eyes are closed, I want to talk to the people in the room that maybe you're on this journey of discovering truth. And just quickly, I want to pray for those that maybe you're realizing I've been off center a little bit. 
Uh, I look around now and I see Jesus is actually a bit to the left. I see he's a bit to the right. Maybe you're hurting because you've fallen in with the crowd. Find your place and you realize that it's not where he is. And inside, you might be hurting. You, you've tried to fill your identity, but you know it's not right. You've tried to find your meaning, you know it's not right. And this is where we all have an opportunity to say, Jesus, save me. Jesus, help me. Come on, here's the lifeguard looking out. Pop your hand up. Jesus, I need you. Come find me. I want to praise the, the people in this room. If you want to come back to Jesus, if you feel like you've strayed from the truth, you feel you've strayed from his presence, strayed from his calling for your life. I know there are people in this church that are called. Called. Be part of the reason this city will experience revival. And I want to pray a spiritual prayer over you. It's on God rewards. God rewards when we step out in faith. It is the thing that pleases. So come on, if you need a touch from God, if you need to come back to Him, I see that hand, mate. Is there anyone else saying, Jesus, I need to come back to you? No matter if you feel you've strayed an inch, come on, don't miss what God could do in an instant. I see that. That's fantastic. Well, God, I pray right now for these faithful people. Lord, give, give them a blessing of your presence. Lord, a blessing of your truth. Lord, that they might feel they're off in some ways, but God, I feel in an instant, Lord, you're going to drag them and bring them along. You're going to walk with them, help them, God. Lord, this is not something we ever do alone. Lord, for the calling inside them, the calling inside of them, God, you've called them for great things. You've called them to be a light in the darkness, a light in their workplace, a light in their friend circle. God, let them shine brighter than ever before. Man, I thank you, Jesus. And we thank you, God, in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.highfields on Facebook or Instagram or head to highlandschurch.org.au for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.